millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's this urban legend that was really popular in the 2000s, and I heard it when I was in primary school. And it was actually made into a movie called The Untold Story. The urban legend, not the movie, it starts like this. A man goes to a restaurant, he kills the entire family. He takes over the restaurant and he starts selling cha siu bao or like roast pork buns. And they are the most freaking delicious cha siu bao ever. Everybody loves them. Now, nobody has seen the family for a while and they are concerned. So they call the police and the police do a wellness check. The man, he lets them in. It looks like a regular restaurant. There's nothing suspicious about this, right? So he sends them on their merry way with a box of cha siu bao. And the police officer takes a bite. And he pulls out a finger. Hi, I'm Teddy and welcome to A Briefcase. Today, we are looking at the 8 Immortals Restaurant Murders. This case starts with Huang Zhihing. Let's call him Huang. He was born in mainland China and then immigrated to Hong Kong in the 70s. So he was a shady dude and he changes his name a bunch and that's generally not a good sign, right? So they never really say what he did as a career, but probably not anything good if he had to keep changing his name. So in 1973 in Hong Kong, he ends up in a fight with some guy. So the guy owed him money. So Huang, Huang is a violent man. He ends up killing the guy and he flees. He goes on the lamb and he runs from Hong Kong to Guangzhou. He stays in Guangzhou for a couple of years, right? And this whole time, he's renting a place because he's a wanted man. And it's probably pretty hard for someone with a shady fake name and criminal history to buy a place. And that's the thing, I'm sure that the landlord probably already knew that he was some kind of shady person. He ends up getting together with his landlord's daughter, which I'm sure the landlord absolutely hated. Huang and his new wife, they elope. They run off to Macau, which at that time was still a Portuguese colony. So fun fact, Macau was both the first and last European colony in China, and it was actually only fully transferred back to China in 1999, which when you think about it, is only 22 years ago. Also, before Huang and his new wife, they ran off to Macau, Huang actually burned off his fingertips, cause I think fingerprint forensics were becoming a thing, and remember he killed the guy in Hong Kong. So now Huang is about 50, he's an older dude, he's established, Ished. And Macau, it has a reputation, it's a bit of a party town, just a bit casinos and all that. So he gets in with the gambling crowd and he meets a man called Zhang Lin. Zhang Lin is a really interesting guy, he's basically the Asian dream when it comes to restaurants. You know how Americans, they dream of having a white picket fence and a nice car and a golden retriever, the family, all of that? This guy is the Asian dream. He started as a street hawker, you know, just a stand at the side of the road. And then he actually moved into a restaurant in the 1960s and it was called The Eight 
Immortal's restaurant, and he was doing very well, like very financially well. He ended up employing his whole family to work for him, and last time it used to be the case where if you had a restaurant, yeah, the whole family will help out as the cashier, as the waiter, as the waitress. I think it still happens quite a lot now. But you see, the thing is that Zheng Lin, he also had a problem. Him and his wife, they freaking loved gambling. They had a gambling problem. They end up meeting Huang in the gambling scene, and one night in 1984, they do high stakes gambling. So Zheng Lin and his wife, they end up losing, and they end up losing crazy badly, like 180,000 yuan bad, and that's about 37,000 Sing dollars, not even counting inflation. So they lost 37,000 in a single night. So they promised to pay him back in a year, and I guess it's it's a lot of money, but if you really save and everything, 37,000 is possibly feasible, but, but your lifestyle is going to go to shit lah. So they promised to pay him back in a year, and if they don't, he can have the restaurant and the restaurant's mortgage, but guess what? They don't, and on top of that, they continue gambling with him, like they didn't learn their lesson from the first time. In a casino or in like a den, the house always wins. So in the end, they end up owing about $600,000 yuan, which is about 120000 SGD. And that is without inflation. So Huang. Huang is a shady guy. And we know that Huang doesn't like being cheated off money. He already killed somebody in Hong Kong for that. On 4th August 1985, Huang shows up at the restaurant. And the restaurant had already been closed for the night and the whole family was in there probably clearing up and closing shop, right? So he goes in and he demands that Zheng Lin and the whole Zheng family give him 30,000 yuan, which is around 6,000 SGD. And when they didn't, he said, okay, 20,000, which is $4,000. And then he also demanded that they give him the restaurant. Technically, the restaurant was supposed to be his, right? That he won from gambling with them. Zheng Lin refused. I mean, he built the restaurant from the ground up. He, he just wasn't going to give it up like that. So, now this is crazy because there were kids there. Like, Zheng Lin's family, the whole Zheng family. Um, Huang was pissed. He took a beer bottle. He broke that beer bottle. And then he took Zheng Lin's son hostage and held up the broken bottle against his neck. The family was scared. They didn't want their son to be hurt. So he forced them to bind and gag each other, like the nine of them. One of the family members, one of the Zhengs, we don't know who, she freaks out and she tries to run. Huang ends up stabbing her in the neck with the broken bottle. He then kills the other eight members of the Zheng family right there in the restaurant. He killed them either by strangling them or using his broken beer bottle. How scary is that? Watching your family get killed in front of you and knowing that you're gonna be next. So now, he knew a lot about the Zheng family. I mean, over the last year or so, they gambled with him so much that they lost 600,000 yuan. Of course he knew. So, he also knew that Zheng had another sister who wasn't in the restaurant yet. So he actually left the restaurant briefly to lure her in. So we don't know how he did it. Maybe like your brother needs help or something like that. But he lures her in to the restaurant and then he kills her too. And in total, he kills all 10 members of the family, including the children. Over the next 10 hours, 
he dismembers them and he stuffs them into black trash bags. And then he dumped the bags into random dumpsters and into the ocean. He picks up some money and a safe key and then he locks up the restaurant with a note that says that the restaurant would be closed for the next three days. He didn't stay at the restaurant, he went back to Zhang Lin's house and went to sleep. So now the next day, a delivery driver who also happened to be the last person to see the family alive the day before, he sees the note and he's like, huh, weird. So he goes to Zhang Lin's house and Huang answers the door. And he tells them that the family went back to mainland China. So now Huang is actually pretty, I, I would imagine he's pretty happy with himself. He has his money, he has the restaurant. He actually ends up opening the restaurant and running it himself. Now this is kind of odd, it's a bit unusual, but it's not too weird. Because remember, he gambled a ton with Zheng Lin and his wife. And he also did technically have the restaurant deed, probably from the safe. He also ends up renting Zheng Lin's house like multiple streams of income this guy is diversified so now if i was like your regular person i would just assume that they lost the restaurant to him they finally lost lost it all now all is kind of fine for a while now macau is kind of an island and starting on 8th of august the body parts they start to wash up on the beach and initially the police they aren't too suspicious they think it's like a human smuggling shark situation and macau even today it has a human trafficking sex trafficking kind of problem but then um they do do their due diligence oh that's a tongue twister they do do their due diligence um and they have the forensics team inspect the body and they realize that the cuts are too clean to be let's say an accident or let's say a shark attack they start a missing person's search and just over the next week, body parts would drift onto shore. It takes them ages to find the body parts and we don't know if they ever found all, all of it. But the last body part traceable to this murder, this mass murder, was in 1989 in a dump. So that's four years after the initial killing. So the police get kind of suspicious of Huang, you know? This family of 10 goes missing, a bunch of body parts start to be on the beach. They look into his bank holdings and they found Zheng Lin's documents and student IDs belonging to the Zheng family children, the ones that he killed. And I don't freaking know why he didn't burn this. Did he want the student discounts? Was it a souvenir from the killing? I mean, if you're like a killer, like he killed 10 people in one night, if you want to be a mini mass murderer, just don't be cheap lah. If not, you'll get caught. So he tried to run back to China, like mainland China from Macau, but he was caught and arrested on 28th September 1986. So, why the pork bun cha siu bao urban legend? I mean, he opened the restaurant so soon after killing the family, and he dismembered the family in the restaurant, and they never found all the body parts. I'm just saying that a lot of people in Macau, at that point of time, they speculated. Where else could it have gone, right? Allegedly. So he was arrested on 28th September 1986 and convicted on 2nd October 1986. Now, the thing is that you hear this a lot, and in prison, everybody hates child abusers and child killers, and there were kids in the family, so he gets attacked 
the day right after his conviction on 3rd October. So he gets sent to the hospital, and on 6th of October, he confesses to the murder. So Huang, I think that he knew that he would probably get like death penalty or life, and if he got sent back to prison, he'd probably get attacked again, that's what I would think. So he attempts suicide. He fails the first time, but he succeeded the second time. He slides his wrist on a dustbin lid, like a trash can lid, and he's just such a nasty person. Even in his suicide note, he refused to accept his sins. He was not remorseful at all. No remorse. He was like, I committed suicide to escape my chronic asthma, <laughs> which sounds like the lamest excuse ever for a killer. And the urban legend continues. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase, The Eight Immortals Restaurant Murders. Happy February, guys. You can find us online at abriefcasepodcast.com and on Instagram at abriefcasepodcast. And do join us next week for another brief case.